Your Story with Melinda Estabrooks, an exclusive presentation of Faith Strong Today. Listen for new episodes every Monday and subscribe to the podcast at faithstrongtoday.com. Our stories have the power to connect us, to inspire us, and give us courage. On Your Story with Melinda, your story matters. Well, when you hear the word Sabbath, what do you think of? Do you kind of get freaked out a little bit and go, there's no way I can actually take a whole day out to to rest and do nothing? And your question might be, is it really realistic to have a Sabbath, the Sabbath day, remember the Sabbath, in today's fast-paced culture. I know a lot of you viewers and listeners are thinking the same. Well, my guest today, Shelly Miller, dispels these legalistic ideas about Sabbath, and she's going to share with us how even busy people like you and me can implement, here's, here it is, a rhythm of rest into our lives, and whether for an hour, a morning, or a whole day. So Shelly's going to share with us practical advice for having peaceful, close times with God. We're going to learn simple ways to be intentional about rest, ideas for tuning out, here's the one for me, out distractions and tuning into God. And even, this is going to be great for us too, especially busy moms, how meals and times with family and friends can be Sabbath experiences. Shelly says Sabbath is a gift from God to be embraced and not a spiritual hoop to jump through. The great thing about Shelly, she's got all these people who are endorsing her thoughts in her book. I mean, for many of you, you know Mark Batterson, the New York Times bestselling author of The Circle Maker. And he said, this book, Shelly's thoughts break all your conceived, preconceived notions about Sabbath. And Holly Girth, who's been on our show a few times, has said great things about Sabbath and Shelly. And Shelly is a veteran ministry leader and leads the Sabbath Society, an online community of people who want to make a rest a priority. She has written and has been published in internationally in different publications. And her husband and her have recently moved to London, England from the U.S. where they resource church planting efforts. So our conversation today, an interview with Shelley Miller is actually from London, England. She's on Skype with me. And we're going to be talking about her new book, Rhythms of Rest, Finding the Spirit of Sabbath in a Busy World. Shelley, I know that was a long intro, but there was so much in there. Welcome to the show. Oh, thanks so much for having me. I'm so excited to be in the Toronto market in in Canada. I know. And you're in London, England. I haven't been there in a number of years. And I've said in the next couple of years, I've got to go back. I've always loved London. How is is living in London from from moving to the U.S. and going over there? Well, we absolutely love it. It's been a place of our heart. For many years, we used to come often travel uh, for pleasure, also for conferences here in leadership conferences. And every time we would come, we'd say, oh, we just we don't want to go back. We feel like this. We feel like London is home. We have felt that way long before we moved here. And it's really met all of our expectations, which I'm not sure I can say that about other places I've lived, but we do love London very much. Shelly, this is a really good topic for me personally, this idea of finding rest, finding this the spirit of Sabbath, understanding what Sabbath really means. Because I'll be honest, growing up, I thought Sabbath was you had to take a whole day off. You could do nothing, nothing fun, nothing. And for me as a high extrovert on the Myers-Briggs, EFNP, uh, just energy and adrenaline, it, it was almost like a, 
Oh, no. Of anything that God commanded us to do, that's the one thing I just don't know how to do. And actually, to be honest, Shelly, I don't want to do. Talk to me about, I guess, the definition of Sabbath, how you came to this. And then I want to kind of hear about your story as you've journeyed to this place of your own finding rest as well. So what does really Sabbath mean for uh, the everyday person? What, what does that look like? Right. Well, first of all, I'm going to say I'm in a fellow ENFP. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so I get that. I get that loving mm-hmm. to be around people, be, being relational. We love um, interacting with the world around us. And so a Sabbath that sounds um, like you can't do anything, yeah, it seems really mm-hmm. dull, outdated, mm-hmm. um, not something fun at all. And, uh, well, Sabbath is, I believe, a gift from God for us. We, he was on God's heart long before he made it law. And the very beginning, he created a day of rest as the seventh day. And it was the first time that he called anything holy. It was the mm-hmm. first time that was a day of rest. But I think often we associate the word holy with perfectionism or following a set of rules. And really, the word holy means simply this, set apart. And so when we think about something being set apart in, in the order of time, time set apart, what does that look like for us? Mm-hmm. What does that look like for us in the world we live in today? We're busy with a million things, usually too many things to do in one day. In one day. And so what does time set apart really mean for us? And as I began to explore... Um, what that could look like for us, for me, for my family, for the people that I love, I began to realize that my idea of set apart was idealistic and unrealistic. And when we think about setting apart time right now in at, during Advent, we're all sort of in this mode of thinking about how time can be set apart and different, aren't we? Mm-hmm. I mean, we're doing things that are unusual, things that we don't do during the rest of the time you know, of the year, the rest of the months in the year. We're thinking about how we can uh, decorate our homes. We're thinking about how we can create an atmosphere. Um, we're having uh, celebrating community and through you know, times in our home with meals and activities. And mostly we're just enjoying each other, aren't we? We're, we're celebrating. And the word Sabbath comes from a word that means to stop, to cease, but it also means to celebrate. Did you know that? No, I had no idea. Because I always said Sabbath rest, come down, you know, I've never heard that before, actually, Shelley. Yeah. Yeah. So Sabbath Mm. means to celebrate. So we and I like about, that. <laughs> yeah. So think about how you can set time apart so it's different than the other days or times in your life. And think about how that can be celebratory. And so um, we good. can sort of translate what we're doing now during the season of Advent, making our days different more intentional. We're more intentional through reading scripture, through prayer. There are things, you know, we want to really invite Jesus to come into our lives in a way that's different Mm -hmm. than the rest of the uh, times of our lives. And so uh, if we think about incorporating Sabbath in the same way we incorporate uh, time as different during Advent, 
um, that's what I express in Rhythms of Rest, practical ways that we can do that. It's great. Let's get to your story and then kind of come um, through on some practical things that us as busy people in a society and culture that really elevates work and busyness as a sign of that you're productive and you're, you're adding value to society. And even we have that in, within our church culture where it's like, you know, the harvest is plentiful. The workers are few. You got to get out there. There's lots to do. And I, and I say this because, I mean, I've, I've been brought up in the church my whole life. And so uh, being productive equal busy. And, right. and rest was like, honestly, a sense of like lazy, but yeah. I want to get there. But for you, Shelley, let's hear, because for all of our you know viewers, viewers and listeners, they love hearing sort of the backstory about you, you as a woman, you and your journey. And, and especially where, you know, you come to where you write this book and you come up with this thought is had to have come from something, an experience or something in your life where you're like, whoa, I need to. I'm learning this, and now I'm going to write a book about it. So let's hear a little bit about you. How, where did you grow up, and then your journey with Jesus, and that what led you to writing about Sabbath? Great. Yeah, well, I grew up as the ch- uh, single child of divorced parents. Uh, my parents were divorced when I was three. My mother raised me on her own. My mother was um, an alcoholic and had all the signs of being bipolar. So needless to say, my life was not uh, secure, practical, or um, predictable. Mm -hmm. And so I spent many weekends of my childhood with my grandparents. They used to drive two hours each way from St. Louis at the time. I grew up in, was born in St. Louis and grew up in Missouri and Oklahoma. And they used to drive two hours each way to pick me up, scoop me up, take me back to their house on uh, Saturday and drive me home on Sunday. And those times, I didn't know it then when I was a child, but those times were really an illustration of what Sabbath can look like in an ordinary, everyday walking around life. And so my grandparents would, I would walk in their house and every time I walked in, the furniture was in the same spot. The pictures were always in the same place on the wall. Um, it was pretty predictable, the things that we would eat, because they always had my favorite things. I always uh, jello cheesecake. Do you remember cheesecake uh, that used to come yeah. in the box? I might be aging myself here. But um, and so my grandma cheesecake. used to make that <laughs> jello was it the cheesecake. Upside, was it the one that was, how did that, was it the, ups, not the upside down one, but it was, they had the cheesecake and then did it have the jello with, like, with it? Or what was it? Yeah, it was jello brand, brand. But it was actually, everything was in a box. So you right. had your graham cracker crumbs <laughs> oh, and yeah. everything you need to make that. That cheesecake was in the box. So, yeah, so I can remember eating cherry cheesecake on the weekends. And we used to, yeah, certain ice cream would be inside the freezer. We'd have my grandpa make pancakes for breakfast Mm. on Sunday morning with Mrs. Butterworth's maple syrup. Just all those sweet things. And every every Sunday, I grew up Catholic. My, my, My grandparents would take me to Sunday Mass. And we would sit in in the church and often on, I share this in Rhythms of Rest, but often on Saturdays, my grandma would be on the road at a clean clean the sanctuary before uh, the weekend. And so I would help her. I would take a dusting cloth and I would clean those wooden pews and watch her vacuum um, the area around the altar. And it was sort of that sense of, um, well, just our humanity and the sacred meeting there mm-hmm. in that place. The church was empty, but there was a sense of awe, of quietness, and a holiness that we, that same holiness uh, I talked about earlier. And so, um, 
Yeah, so I grew up and uh, married an Anglican vicar. Uh, fast forward, we're living in, in South Carolina in a small, beautiful uh, resort community called Polly's Island between Myrtle Beach and Charleston, South Carolina. And we were doing, we'd lived there for, for many years. And, um, you know, we were having some real fruitfulness in our ministry and our marriage. Our kids were doing really well academically. They were making friends involved in youth group on the outside. No one would have known that I was carrying a deep sense of loneliness inside. And I think many of us know that you can live in a place where you speak the same language and yet feel, feel so isolated, alone and other than. And I sort of felt guilty. Here I was living in this beautiful place and feeling this deep sense of, of loneliness, of emptiness. And I, it was actually right, right after Christmas. Um, I was picking up, as we do after the holidays, vacuuming pine needles off the floor, putting things away, and um, feeling that sort of deep sense of dread to begin Monday morning, that mundane Monday morning all over again. And I, um, I was feeling the dread, not just to get back to work, but because of that deep ache that I knew was going to return. Because I don't know about you, but during the holidays, we're surrounded by family and friends, people we love, people that really know us, that deep sense of feeling known and belong, belonging. And um, I knew once that left, once we got back to everyday life, that the loneliness would revisit. And so I abandoned everything and decided at dusk to take a walk around my neighborhood. And I just kind of had this long, hard conversation with God. And basically it was, I said this, Lord, I believe that you want me to feel this deep sense of belonging and being known more than just two weeks out of the year, more than just for a holiday or a vacation. I believe that you've created us to feel this deep sense of belonging and being known all the time. And on that walk, what I sensed I heard God saying back to me was one word. And it was, the word was Sabbath. Wow. And I knew it had to be God because it was Sabbath was not on my radar. I had not been thinking about Sabbath. I had not you know, just heard a message about Sabbath. Um, I had actually just previous to that, the only hint of that was that I had just dusted some Shabbat candlesticks that were in the china cabinet that I rarely used. Um, but I knew God was somehow pulling all that together for me. And so that was just the beginning of being of starting to do some research on my own about, well, yeah, what does Sabbath really mean? It is a day that is set apart. It is supposed to be different, mm -hmm. like we experience at Christmas, like we experience on vacation in the summertime. So how did that help with your loneliness? What did that, how did that connect with your, your spirit and this understanding that you were feeling this way? How did Sabbath the idea help you as you sort of processed it more? Because I think for a lot of us, I mean, you know, the Christmas season, Advent, and our life, there are many moments in our life where we're deeply lonely. And we can be married or have a successful job and kids are doing well or not. And there's, there's many, you know, every friend I talk to, we've been through that. How did that help you to kind of like move forward and through it and, and carry on? 
Yeah, I think the more I began to incorporate a rhythm of rest in my life and what that looks like to me as being having kind of I always say having eye contact with God. So being intentional about time with him that's different than a a morning quiet time Mm -hmm. or going to church. So what I would how I illustrate that is think about this when you go out on a date with your new husband, Mm -hmm. um, (laughs) you think of, you talk about what you would like to do ahead of time. You think about what kind of food you would like to eat, where you might want to go, what you might want to, what activity you might like to do. If it's a movie, what genre you're in the mood for. Um, so you're making, you're planning ahead and you're thinking about reservations, you know, where you want to eat. Um, you're thinking about if you want to invite people to come with you, you're thinking about how you can enjoy that time together. And I began to do that with Sabbath. I began to anticipate time, a time set apart with God in the same way I anticipate being with a a really good friend or my husband or my kids. Mm -hmm. I was thinking about it every day until I reached that time. And that time wasn't just, I think a lot of us think about Sabbath as being sort of a time to just check out, you know, we're tired. We just want to nap. We want to sleep for a couple of days. And that's not what I mean uh, when I talk about Sabbath. Although some, I mean, there are days when I enjoy a nap on Sabbath. But this was time to really enjoy God in a different way. And as I began to set that time apart, I began to experience what um, many Jews uh, refer to as having sort of a second soul that visits. It's an intimacy with God that is so palpable and so different than what I experienced that I began to um, understand what it means to belong in a way that um, broke all mm-hmm. you know, my preconceived ideas mm-hmm. about what that means. So I would say the more I began to abide with Jesus, the more I began to be intentional and rest with him, the more I began to see that I was trying to fit in to a culture, mm-hmm. to a community that didn't feel like me at all when I already belong. Jesus was telling me, you already belong. Wow. That's profound. That's a good perspective change, right? To say we've, right. We, we always belong. You know, we always belong to him. You know, just as women too, you know, we have all of our, because I felt that. I mean, the moments as I've grown up and when I first came to Canada in 1986 in an all-white culture and here I am, you know, Filipino girl and everything looks very different for me and you're always feeling either like an outsider or not, you know, belong. But I think as I've matured and grown and even in my faith with God as it's gotten deeper, that real true sense that I belong with God and he's within me and his spirit's in me has changed my entire perspective. And I think, you know, even though it's been a struggle for me, to take those rest times. There have been times where I've physically gone and had a silent day out with some beautiful nuns out in Guelph, Ontario. I've had to take some times where I've, you know, sometimes Sabbath is I've I've taken a long walk and just had to clear my mind. And it's hard. I mean, it's a real intentional planning of it because I don't naturally do that. I would fill my time with people or activity. And so, but it really, it surely has helped me as you're, as you're talking in my own faith journey. Because I know that if I don't, my brain is cluttered. I'm thinking a million things at a time. And I'm not settled. I'm always feeling like I'm either on adrenaline or I'm anxious. And I'm always sort of like, 
wired. And I find that after I go and take those times of rest or thoughtful contemplation and plan it out, totally different when I come out of it. Different perspective, my body, my mind is clear. And so I absolutely agree with you. On that, how would one practically incorporate, I love this and explain this to me, I love that. It's that rhythm of rest versus routine. How do we do that practically? I'm thinking of all the, you know, the busy friends and women that are listening and men, you know, on the show. How do you actually really do rhythm versus routine and make it work for you with all the demands that that we have, you know, in our lives right now? Right. Well, I sort of explained the difference between a routine and rhythm. I'll start with that. And a routine we think of as uh, typical things we do in routines are brush our teeth or take a shower Mm -hmm. or take the trash out or, you know, we take some of us are on medication that we have to take at certain times of the day. And so if you miss any one of those, if you forget to brush your teeth, you know, you forget, you don't shower, you don't take the medicine, you don't put the trash out, all of those are going to have real um, consequences Mm -hmm. if they're interrupted. But with rhythm, rhythms are free flowing. And so the great thing about rhythms is that you build your own unique rhythm according to who you are and what's what you have going on so if you have an intention for rest and you have an interruption you can you adapt mm-hmm. and so um so i don't like being rigid necessarily although having a goal and being intentional about it means it's going to happen so we have to be intentional first about mm-hmm. setting time apart but a rhythm means that it can look different for each one of us because we're all made so uniquely right you know we rest the way we rest is is the same way how we, we dress or ha- our preferences in food or the way we decorate our house. It's also unique to who we are as individuals. And so the way we rest is very unique to who we are as well. And so, you know, I also love to take long, quiet walks in the park. And I really enjoy actually pulling weeds as sort of therapeutic for me. Mm-hmm. But for other people, that is not fun for them at all. They don't enjoy it. It's not a restful activity. It sounds like work. And so we have to sort of figure out what's going to work for us. And is, anyway. there, is there a script, though, like while I'm weeding or walking or just sitting in my, in my most comfy chair, is there a script? Is it is it just talking to God? Is there a, a list? Look at me. Is there a list? Look at me. I'm already doing it. Is there a list? What can I do during that time of Sabbath? Because I'm like, I've got to do something. I've got to be productive. <laughs> That's funny. Immediately as I was going there, Shelly, I'm like, wow, already I'm... You know, I'm trying yeah. to be intentional, but I'm trying to figure out what to do during that time with God. You know, I again, know. it looks it looks different. I know you said it for everybody, but is there something that for some of us who actually need a bit of a script, what would that look like? Yeah, yeah. No, it is so it's so wired in us, isn't it? To to produce to to get things done. Um, this is you know, Jesus says, "My yoke is easy and my burden is light." Mm-hmm. And so, when people ask me that the question that you just asked me, you know, what can we do or how do we do it? That's my answer. What is easy and light for you? Mm-hmm. What is easy and light for you? So, for instance, if I decide, you know, I, I'm i going to set this side a time, time set aside just to um, Sabbath. And during that time, I, my, I sometimes get great joy from organizing a drawer. I know that sounds crazy. Like, all of a sudden, I get this wild hair, and I want to organize my, you know, jewelry drawer, let's say. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then I think, and then I, I think, well, if I do that, fast forward to the end of getting that done, when I'm finished, is that going to make me feel light? Is that going to feel like an easy task? Or is that going to start feeling like a mess and a burden to clean up? Mm-hmm. 
And so I think for all of us, we, you know, um, we our measuring stick has to be what is easy and light and, um, and restful to you. And you are the only person that knows really what that is, mm-hmm. what, what that's going to be like. And so for some people, I suggest simple things, baby steps to just get started, is um, instead of taking your lunch next to your computer, you know, and going through emails or, or scrolling through Facebook, go somewhere quiet. You know, if it's too cold, sit somewhere quiet in the building and stare out the window and eat your lunch by yourself and just quiet your heart and your mind and um, invite Jesus into that space with you just for even a few minutes. Mm-hmm. It's amazing how when you begin to do that over and over again, it de- it begins to be a knee-jerk rhythm right. um, that you really long for. And I think that what that would do, and even in, in the times I've done that, it connects you even more in sync with the Creator, with God, because He can actually be like, now you can hear me. You know, you're actually listening to me. And, you know, if we believe that this relationship is with God and you, then, you know, I can't imagine not taking time out to be with my new husband to have chats and talk and find out how he's doing. Like if I just was like, I'm so busy for you, then we wouldn't have a really great relationship. Our marriage would be in some some dire straits, right? But when I think of it that way, as you're talking, I realize, wait a second, you know, you are actually, because you love him, you want to be with him. And you want to sit and listen and and commune and listen and sometimes speak and sometimes not. And so, Shelly, that's really good. I mean, I didn't really see it that way, that even in simple things, like, you know, rather, you're right, like, as I'm on my phone, I'm checking mail, all, all my breaks, I'm, yeah, I'm Facebook, Instagram, checking Twitter. And again, all the noise and the stuff is, is you know, is filling my, my head. And yet you're saying even five, 10 minutes just silent and thinking and saying, God, what are you saying? Can make such a difference in our day. Yeah, you it's know, amazing. I see it on the on the tube here in London. As soon as you get on the tube, everybody's um, you know got the phone mm-hmm. right here or the paper, um, but almost everybody's head is hanging over the phone. And I just have decided in my own life to begin to create a rhythm of not opening my phone on those. I call them armchair altars. Those times when you're commuting between something. So it can be, you know, on a train, in the car. It can be, you know, when you're on an airplane. But when you're in a doctor's office, maybe a mother taking a child. I had many times where I'd be sitting with my kids in a doctor's office waiting to see the doctor. And instead of pulling out my phone, I literally would just sit there and actually just mentally have conversations with God. Mm -hmm. And often those translated into um, those prayerful sort of moments translated into um, connection with other people, sharing my faith. You'd be surprised because when we're sort of, um, well, when we're sensing the nearness of God in sort of the mundane moments of life, it makes our heart quicker um, to see when where he's afoot in our day mm-hmm. and where it is that we can actually insert, you know, a, a kindness or a listening ear yeah. or a smile or a gesture that actually really makes a difference in somebody else's life. Yeah. Shelly, thank you so much. Uh, this book, Rhythms of Rest, your thoughts about finding the spirit of Sabbath in a busy world, everyone needs that. 
And so thank you for this gift of your words and your life experiences and your stories throughout the book to help encourage people like myself or anybody (laughs) to take that intentional time to rest, get in the rhythm and not think that it's this hard routine, but that really it's this outpouring of our love for God and to be in relationship with him. I know that you can get your book, uh, Amazon. Is that right? Amazon.com. Amazon.com. Yes. You can get it through my website, ShellyMillerWriter.com as well. Okay. And And um, sign up for the Sabbath Society there. Yeah, that's great. The Sabbath Society. I think that's wonderful. And thanks again. Thanks for um, talking with me from London, England. It's it's amazing how we can kind of like meet and speak across the world. And again, thank you so much for your thoughts. I think after this interview, I need to go and have a little bit of a Sabbath moment because it's been a busy week. So thank you again for your encouragement and your words. Oh, thank you so much for having me, Melinda. It's been great. Thanks for listening to Your Story with Melinda, an exclusive presentation of faithstrongtoday.com. Listen to past episodes by subscribing to our podcast on iTunes and join the conversation with Faith Strong Today on Facebook.